0: hey guys my name is sabella and i'm here with my mom hi liz here's my mom liz and um welcome to episode two of haunted places with my mom. <laughs> yeah. Um so today we're going to be covering Mount Vernon. And there's actually a lot of interesting things on here. There are. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. There's
1: um, so mm-hmm. much to Mount Vernon <laughs> and it was really fun to research this one.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, let's let's get this started. All right, so <clears throat> Mount Vernon was built in 1758 and it was built by George Washington's father when he was two years old. It was originally named Little Hunting Creek Plantation, but Lawrence Washington, George Washington's older brother, named it Mount Vernon after Edward Vernon, a Royal Navy officer, he had served with him. It is 11,000 square feet Two and a half stories, and it was f- has a full cellar. The outside of the mansion it looks like stone, but it actually yellow pine siding.
1: It's made to look
0: like stone using a technique called rustication.
1: So here's some facts about George Washington. George Washington is was six feet tall. He right was. 67 years old when he died and he had 317 slaves at Mount Vernon. 123 of the 317 slaves were freed upon Martha Washington's death. There seems to be a misconception that Washington's slaves were freed after his death, but it was actually after Martha Washington's death. The only slave that was immediately freed upon his death was his valet.
0: So, we're going to talk a bit about his death now. So, a few days before George Washington came home, he was all wet, and he did not change out of his clothes. Always change out of wet clothes. <laughs> yeah. And so, he came back from apparently, like, a rainy day or something like that, um, and he came home. He didn't change out of his wet clothes. He went and ate dinner. And didn't normally what he does. But but like later next morning Washington complained that his throat was sore, so they so they called a the doctor and the doctor that declared that George Washington had a, had a sore throat, so it was hard for him to breathe. But the next day between ten and eleven PM on december fourteenth, seventeen ninety nine, he was declared dead after his death. Even though George Washington was the first president of the United States and essentially a public figure, he and his wife were very private people. That is why, to ensure ultimate privacy, Martha Washington burned their letters after his death. So the thing that killed George Washington was a sore throat, also known as Quincy, back then. Yeah, that's... I didn't know that. Honestly, I didn't even know how George Washington died before this. So that's
1: crazy. Yep. Sore throat, wet clothes creates dampness. And I'm going to acupuncture school right now. So I have like a whole back thought about this and the dampness and probably what was afflicting George Washington. And his death was actually... um, It was kind of sad because it was not a peaceful death because they kept getting doctors after doctors. I think he was seen by like four different doctors and they kept taking his blood, um, thinking that that was like the best course of action to the point where he was just like, no, I'm done. I know. I know that I'm dying. Just, you know, let me die in peace. And he literally sent all the doctors away except for one state until his death.
0: If George Washington was alive right now, what would you think should have happened um, about his sore throat? Like, what do you think could have helped him?
1: Well, I believe that the official diagnosis was throat infection. So obviously we have antibiotics now. So I'm sure that they would have found a proper course of treatment.
0: (laughs) So yeah, that's a bit about um, his death and like, like
1: the afternoon and like what happened and everything yeah i also want to mention a virtual program called the presidential primary sources project um this is straight from their website transport your students to places that helped shape our nation's past president's lives it's easy to sign up for their free services which is a partnership between internet 2 the national park service and the national archives learn about the lives and legacies of our presidents and how they shape the past and present of our country Engage in live interaction video discussion with presidential historians and national park rangers. Use primary source documents to understand our nation's presidents. This is a completely free program, and I will link more information on how to register in the show notes. Sabella actually attended a session today, and the topic was Slavery at Mount Vernon. Sabella, do you want to tell me what you learned today?
0: Okay, yeah, because I did write some notes down for this, actually. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so when we went when I was in the Zoom call, um, everything was really easy. It was very interesting to learn because I did actually learn some new things too. Um, they had like a whole slideshow presentation. They had a map what the area looked like back then, and, and like you could see like the farms and feel look really closely. Like you can see trees and, <laughs> and the sketch. So um, the thing the thing that I found interesting was actually in was in the chat. Like, cause she she asks you like questions, and you're supposed to type it in the chat. So one of the people said um, that he had fake teeth, which I never knew. Actually, that's a bit crazy. So actually, most most of the slaves were farmers because there was a lot of land on Mount Vernon, and um, they would they would get two outfits. They'll get two outfits per year, one for the summer and one for the winter, and then like a blanket. And in in like the little huts that they slept in, there usually be about twenty-five slaves in each. And then for the smaller ones, there'll be ten to twelve slaves. And um, you know, sometimes sometimes uh like one side of like the land and they're on like the other side of Mount Vernon. So sometimes they're close, sometimes they far sometimes they're far. And the kids actually um played games with marbles there. Cause in today, um, people still find like marbles, like the bibliologist um still find marbles there and the kids would actually play games with them and the marbles were made up of line- limestone. Benjamin Laptrobe wrote a diary on about when he met the president and the reason why he got to meet the president was because he was like friends with um somebody related to George Washington. So I'm going to read you the little message that um that was on on the screen um at the at the Zoom session them. So Diary Entry, Benjamin Latrobe, having alighted at Mount Vernon, I sent in my letter to, of introduction, and walked into a patriotic and walked into the portico next to the river. River, in about ten minutes, the president came to me. Dinner was served about half after three. Coffee was brought about six o'clock. The civilization of Indian corn next came up. He dealt upon the advantages attending the most useful crop, and then he said that the manner is in which the land was exhausted by it, the constant attendance it required during the whole year. So that's that's the diary entry that Benjamin Latrope made about when he met George Washington. So that th- I think that's pretty cool about about what I learned there um there's there's a lot of interesting facts and you can ask questions of your own and um you you can figure things out and it's it's really it's really fun yeah
1: and so I really if you are an educator if you're a homeschooler if you just want to you know do something different with your kids. The Presidential Primary Sources Project is pretty cool. Um, highly recommend you registering, and it's free, and it's it's really, really, really informative. Um, and so now, time for the spooky stuff. So first, we're gonna read you guys some stories um, that we found of ghost sightings reported in um, Mount Vernon. <clears throat> so, the first one, a newspaper dated in 1890 records the story from the Mount Vernon Ladies Association. This was an association that essentially bought the property to restore it, and it's completely. Uh, It was completely funded by these ladies, the restorations that you see at Mount Vernon. So when they started the restoration process, the ladies would sleep in the mansion. And of course, two of them decided to sleep in the bedchamber where George Washington died. And their story recounts feeling George Washington visiting the bedroom. And they were very, very spooked um their candle turned off and on um you can you can look it up it's a pretty interesting read
0: if i got a chance to sleep in mount vernon i would never ever choose the bed that george washington died on cuz that's pretty spooky that's pretty spooky that no and the fact that they're candles In in the 1980s were the report of seeing a figure of a woman in the 18th century clothes on the stairs. A frequent haunting in the stables, guards would hear alarms go uh, go off in the stables, when after the appropriate time it it takes to take care of the horse. They hear another alarm go off of Washington's bedroom. The guards think it is the general coming home, taking care of the horse, and then going to bed.
1: So we are frequent visitors of Mount Vernon. We've been there quite a few times. And actually, that trail that leads to Mount Vernon is one of my favorite hiking, running, bike trails. And... Sometimes I'll just walk that trail and it's just super peaceful. And the Potomac river is right there. It's so beautiful. So being that we've been there and we have been there in some really, really nasty weather, like rainy weather, sunny weather, all the weather. um, We have walked through the slave cemetery, which is still, um, it's still being worked on by archeologists right now. And, like I mentioned before, I'm super sensitive to energies, and there's always a a sense of kind of sadness, but it's like it's not heavy sad; it's almost like grief sad. Um, and then going through the house, we didn't experience anything in the house, however, we did experience something outside of the house when when we were looping around the front area.
0: Like, where you, like, go to park your car and everything. We are looping around. Um, and, like, the radio was on. Everything was on. The GPS. And as soon as, like, we're about to make, like, make the exit, as soon as we are about to make the exit, um, we're, like, stopped because, like, there's, there's the cars, obviously. Um, and then at, at that, everything turned off. The radio, the radio... <laughs> the radio the GPS,
1: everything. and was that we were actually talking about George Washington right before this happened. We were having a conversation uh, about George Washington and in Hamilton's George Washington, like the role of George Washington in this in Hamilton. And we're there at a stop sign and my car completely shots off. Like we're, we literally said George Washington's name and then off my car my phone everything turned off and it was like about like two seconds yeah. two seconds
0: definitely, definitely two seconds definitely. yeah
1: and then everything turned back on again yeah. and but like didn't feel it didn't feel scary
0: no it didn't feel like it sounds of like bad vibes no. i didn't really i don't really feel anything because you're the one that mostly experienced it but i only saw like the like the radio turn off
1: yeah there, yeah it didn't feel it didn't feel bad at all and i think we both shouted hi george yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, oh but um <clears throat> it was very it's very
0: interesting very interesting but we will probably go again yeah go mount vernon again yeah
1: well not a fun fact so An interesting fact about uh, Mount Vernon that I did not know was that during the Revolutionary War, the brick wall right outside George Washington's tomb became known as a kind of like a timeout area from both sides where soldiers of either side can lay down their rifles and their jackets and just take a rest. And this was told to me by a, one of the tour guides on Mount Vernon. And I just found that so interesting that, you know, the timeout area was the founding father's burial place. Like it almost seems fitting. Um, and also kind of like a full circle because one of the biggest debates of George Washington was, was he for or against slavery? And in his will, declaring the freedom of his slaves, though it would be upon his wife's death, was basically saying, I'm against slavery. But he never wanted to pub- publicly state that during his presidency, during um, his time being alive, because he felt that that would divide the nation. And we would see that later on with the Civil War. So that is that is Mount Vernon for you guys. All right, and now to the spooky rating. What would you give it, Bella?
0: I would probably give Mount Vernon like maybe like
1: two and a half out of five. Yeah. Two and a half out of five. Huh? I'd say that's fair. I think that it there's definitely um, there's definitely um, energy there uh, and the fact that people have seen you know apparitions before and have felt energy i mean we experienced something ourselves uh was it george washington no idea Mm -hmm. but it did not feel didn't feel bad it wasn't a bad vibe it it definitely feels more like taking care of a home so yeah Uh, i think a two and a half out of five spookies is a fair rate
0: Yes. <clears throat> thank you everybody for tuning in on episode two don't forget to look at our show notes so you can support us in different ways